Hello, everyone, and welcome to Knights of the Pages Library. I am Bo Knight, and with me, as always, is Ryan Knight, and we are a little podcast dedicated to reviewing audiobooks. And today, we are taking a look at The Handmaid's Tale, written by Margaret Atwood and read by Claire Danes. Yeah, that's right. So I didn't realize while we were listening to this that this is part of a series. So if anybody's is? curious, it's there is two books in this series. So... Uh, I didn't know that till right now. Um, <clears throat> and we should also mention right off the bat, uh, the version we listened to is off of Audible. And like Bo said, it's just The Handmaid's Tale. There is also one that is a special edition that was re- like released more recently, right? I think so, yeah. I think it was like coinciding with the show release. Okay, yeah, because it came out in 2017. Yeah, so the one we are listening to is uh, just narrated by Claire Danes. So if you get this and you're like, well, there's a whole bunch of people narrating this or a cast of people, that is not the one we listen to. We just listen to the one narrated by Claire Danes. Yeah, the old from, standard version. Yeah, from 2012. Uh, so <clears throat> let's see... Yeah, the book, like I said, the audiobook was published in 2012. The original book, Handmaid's Tale, was published in 1985 by Margaret Atwood. Yeah, and I, I don't really listen to a lot of Margaret's work. Like, no, just, like, I think... Skimming through her stuff. I mean, I think she is a very, like... Like, she obviously has a lot of work out there but i think if you you know gun to my head were like tell me something margaret atwood's written i'd be like oh handmaid's tale would be the only one i could come up with so yeah so i i think but i do think she likes to write like these novels about women it looks like okay um and so this is this is considered a it's, it says literature and fiction and a genre fiction. Um, I would also put this under the veil of dystopia. And um, alternate history. Yes, and alternate history would be a good uh, a good tag, I think, for this as well. So, um, yeah, I... <clears throat> I don't want to say much more about it than that at this point because I don't want to really give anything away. Um, so Claire Danes, what did you think? How did she do in this? I think she does a good a good job. I personally don't know if you could find a better voice for okay. this. Okay, I thought you were gonna be like, I personally think it was trash. I was like, oh okay, oh jeez. <laughs> No, I thought she did an amazing job, to I, be honest. I think she does a great job of, like, capturing kind of the whole feeling of the book in her delivery. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, because before we get too far into this, uh, if I had to pick, like, one word to describe this book, it would be heavy. Like, this... I don't really even know, like how to explain this like this book is pretty hardcore it's yeah like it's so scary too <laughs> like yeah. and just the way that it's 
the world that 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 they're in is terrifying to me and to to me for more reasons than one and i will discuss that as after we get into the spoilers because i think there is also some very uh some very subtle things in here that like from my interpretation could be um like basically the world they live in is only because that's the world they see but you know what i mean because they they're isolated and locked in so the things they are being told are probably not what's really going on outside of there so right but we as the listener i mean you don't really get to know that um so uh and for anybody who's wondering yes the handmaid's tale show series that is based off of this book um and i started watching that a little bit of the first season uh and i will just say right now that the show is a it's a rendition for sure and it stays pretty true to the source material but they definitely take a lot of creative liberties in the show so just be aware of that okay so a handmaid's purist might not like it right so this book clocks in right at 11 hours which is a pretty good listen actually yeah it felt long Mm -hmm. yeah we'll get into that here in a second um so let's see how much does this book currently cost uh this one is 24.95 okay uh so you get a lot of content here though for that price if you were to pay full price for it um right okay so the big question is this easy to follow no it is incomprehensible at some points yes i agree and I, it's, it might be a lot simpler. I think if I was, I was reading it, because I think it would, it would help with like the way the the sentences are structured. It would be a lot simpler to read. Sure, because some of them flow right together, even though yeah. it's literally from one, like, should be talking about one thing, and then it flows into another sentence that's talking about something completely different in a different time. And well, and but... your only hint about that being in a different time is the names that are used exactly yeah it, yeah it's it, yeah it could be really confusing for sure uh and one thing i have to give the show credit for is they do a good job of uh, it makes that stuff a lot easier obviously because you're seeing it instead of just hearing one person read those things um so it does a really good job of bringing that stuff to life and making it a lot easier to understand um would you say this book is easily easy listening? Also, no. <laughs> you have to pay so much attention. Yeah, I would say so. You have to. I would say the thing that's easy listening about it is that uh, Claire Danes does such a good job reading it. It's it's very gripping, like, but the subject matter and the content of this book is very heavy to me. Like, I turned it off several times while I was listening to it. Because I was like, all right, I got to listen to something a little happier for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I so, definitely understand that. Yeah. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, so the reason we're saying like dystopia too with this is that this is like a quick summary of this would basically be that in this in this uh, alternate history, 
some things have gone down uh, where basically this religious order has taken over, as far as we understand, the United States. Yeah, it's um, the Republic of Gilead. Right. Uh, and essentially, there's also a problem in the world with um, infertility and there's not enough children being born. And so like the human race is dying out, or at least that's what they're being told. Um, and the handmaids whom we are following, uh, we are mostly following of Fred, uh, she, her sole purpose in life is to make more people. And the way they do that is they basically imprison them and just force them to have sex with their higher up uh, military people uh, in order to provide more children. Well, that's... I, it, that wasn't her only purpose in life. This is like we are witnessing this in like the transition of like going from normal life to this Republic of Gilead. Like this is very kind of recent. Yeah. So, yes. And that actually was weird that when I first started listening to this because uh, I was under the assumption I was like, man, this has been going on for hundreds of years. Yeah, they do make it seem like that, but it's not that way. Yeah. But no, you find out it's only been going on for like. Uh, eight years or so yeah not very like long. it's it's a pretty short amount of time so yes i should say you're right this is her purpose in life at this point after this republic of gilead took over the united states they basically had a full governmental overthrow and everything and they took over um and so you don't really find this out till the end of the book so a little bit of spoilers here but these are all it's it's sort of like a found footage almost type of thing as well that we are like listening to. It's it's kind of interesting. And I had to look it up. I was like, wait a minute. This shit didn't really happen. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would hope well, not. just because the way they set that up at the end, it was mm-hmm. like kind of convincing. It's like, OK, wait a minute. Yeah, because doesn't it say something like history notes or something like that? It's it's someone giving a lecture about the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Stuff they found. That's why yeah. I was like, hang on. Yeah, it's pretty meta. Like they, <laughs> it's like it's a story within a story. It's kind of cool. Because I was like, maybe this happened at like a weird freaking cult thing I didn't hear about. <sighs> yeah, you never know, man. Yeah, you don't know. Um, it's def- It's very clear too. Uh, like I get a little bit of like uh 1984 vibes off of this. Oh, a little, very strong. Right. 1984 vibes. Uh, I also would get. This is kind of what I was talking about too. Like I would get some um, Hunger Games as well. Like if anybody's familiar with that, in the sense that like in that they are being told one thing when that's clearly not what's going on. If that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, and I get a little like uh, Fahrenheit four five one two. Oh sure, yeah, that's that's another great example. Yeah, yeah, just. For the same reason. Yeah, because like like, information is being controlled. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's a much more elegant way to say it than I've been saying it. (laughs) Um, Um, What do you you want to recommend? You recommended this thing or what? uh, I, I would definitely recommend this book. However, if you are uh, squeamish, if you are. like one of these people of our generation who <laughs> can't handle like if you if you have to be in a safe space at all times you might not want to you might want to skip this one because yeah. it's gonna push your boundaries like if you, a lot. if you can't handle oppression then don't listen to this 
Oh yeah, to anything. Oppression to like its highest degree. Yeah, like, basically treating people like objects at this point. Exactly. I mean, and it's not only the crazy part to me, and we'll get into it a little bit more, but it's not only the handmaids that are treated that way. It's literally everyone that's not part of like the military. So Yeah. And it it'd be interesting to see this world expanded upon. Like I like this little glimpse you get of this world, but I'd be real curious to see what goes on beyond what the handmaids can tell you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and how, how much of it's even true? Right exactly. Uh so so what do you think? What's your recommendation? I like this book, but I do like I said before, I find it a little incomprehensible at some points. Sure. And like if if you were doing like any sort of complicated task while listening to this, I think you could miss like four sentences and kind of miss some like important world building things without really knowing that you miss them. I, I will recommend this one, but I think this is a book that like you like will come back to multiple times and be like, oh, I understand a little bit more and a little bit more each time. Yes, absolutely. And I would definitely say this is like like if you don't listen to audiobooks, don't pick this as your first. Yeah, audiobook. this is not a starter book for sure. No, 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 no. I would say this is a uh, advanced listener, if that makes any sense, because like, yeah, you have to be paying attention because it switches times a lot like sometimes like she's in the sentence. present yeah sometimes she's in the present sometimes she's five days in the past sometimes she's back to now sometimes she's eight years in the past like <laughs> well it's it's like we're following her train of thought the that, whole time well that's that's sort of what i meant by like at the end we find out we are technically listening to like a recording that right. someone had recorded of the events happening to them at the time. So yes, you're exactly right. You're listening basically to someone just talk. I mean, you know, kind of like we are right now, you're just listening to someone coming up with these things as they happen or as they're thinking them. And I, I do like how this, like the world of Gilead is like revealed to us. It's like snippets because they don't just dump it on you all in the beginning. Like, this is how the world is. No, just it's actually get, like, little bits and pieces. Yeah, the which whole I thought time. was kind of cool. Um, So should we go ahead and pass the spoiler wall? I mean, you're basically getting uh, two recommendations from us on this one. So if you even think this might be up your alley, definitely go check it out and then come back here and hear what we have to say about it. Yeah, please come back. Please do. And uh, if you love it, you hate it, uh, you just want to tell us anything, please email us. kotpl.pod at gmail.com is the easiest way to get a hold of us. Yeah, please email us. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> like we said, this is all told from first person uh, from June or of Fred, this handmaid. Um, and like you said, Bo, this is, it jumps around a lot. Sometimes we are what's happening to her at the time. Sometimes she's talking about in the past what happened leading up to the events of where she is yeah. in that moment and i actually i started listening to this for a second time i was i was only able to get about halfway through it before we did this um but the second time around it makes way more sense like a lot yeah more. see I, I only made it about halfway through the second time too because this book is it's kind of hard to listen to but 
like in a good way but it's just like depressing well like oh my god (laughs) yeah it is pretty depressing uh it's really dense um as far as like and i mean man i i would be hard pressed to find another book that actually stirred up so many like emotions in me while listening to it if that makes sense like just there was some points where i found myself like like cringing or wincing about the things she's talking about i'm just like oof, because it scares me man dystopia stuff like this scares me because this is something i could actually see happening yeah very real actually yeah when it walks that line because it's not like it's not like when we're talking about like titanborn right like that's that's for sure sci-fi Obviously, that stuff doesn't really bother me because that's not really it ain't going to happen in my lifetime, at least. This is something that has the potential to happen in our lifetimes. Like, it's not that far off. Yeah. So the book opens with her like, I don't even know what to call it, like her new station, I guess, as like the handmaid to this commander and we like find out that he hasn't been able to produce any children which is always blamed on the handmaids if that's possible yeah it's always blamed on women for these people it's uh it's no longer men's fault that there's infertility it's only barren women and she only gets three chances right before they just I, I wasn't I wasn't clear if they get rid of her or they like demote her to a different station. Well, it said that their stations at one point it says their stations are uh, two years. I, I know, but she only gets so long, like if she doesn't get pregnant, that they would they would get rid of her. Is it the two years, though? Because she she's coming from a previous station and she clearly didn't get pregnant at that one either. So. Yeah, I, I think she's on her third and final chance oh i see what you're saying she gets three stations okay yeah i think you're right and Uh, i guess we should talk about what they have to wear too they wear like basically fully covered clothes the handmaids wear red and they have like a their hood up all the time and they have like wings like that kind of protrude out from that to limit their view and to make it hard to see their face it's like horse blinders. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a perfect way to put it. They got horse blinders on, so you can't really see anything, which doesn't sound that insidious, but it so is. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. They are not supposed to be seeing and looking around. Yeah, you can't other look people, around. Other people are not supposed to be seeing them. Yeah. I mean, their sole purpose, the handmaids, is to bear children, period. That's it. Because like, some like natural disasters or war stuff had happened that like polluted the water and air. Uh, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but not only that. Um, <laughs> and again, this was in like 1985, so not too terribly long ago. They also talk about uh, the industrial use of chemicals on our oh, food yeah. sources. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, dang, like <laughs> that. That's a thing. I mean, that's happening right now. So it's not limiting the population enough. Well, no. Oh, if anything, it's morphing the population. But this could still be a future that exists. Yeah. And uh, so the, the children, they, even if they have children, they're often like malformed and not not like necessarily like 
having down syndrome or something like that but like they have like rat faces yeah yeah or like uh yeah i couldn't believe that yeah they are literal like mutants yeah. sometimes when they are born which they immediately discard of those children and they and that the and if the the handmaid has one of those right she's just done she's immediately done yes um and we should also mention that uh the commander is married but his wife is unable to have children, which right. is part so of this what, society. That's what these handmaids are like for. Exactly. Like, they come into like a married couple and they so they have sex like right when she's like peak ovulation. And yep. when she's having sex with the commander, she leans back on his wife. Yes. Oh, and, my God. <laughs> and his wife holds her arms because that's basically what's going on is the handmaid is trying to have a baby for these people, but it's nothing so noble as like, she's just a surrogate. <laughs> she's I'm, being forced into it. I don't want to butcher butcher. Like a lot of this book is like gossip and it's, I, it's hard I, to explain a lot of the characters because a lot of them don't have names. They're like from so such and such house or like belong to like, how do they say it? I can't remember. Well, like her name is of Fred. Yeah, of and it's hard it's also really hard because a lot of those things aren't explained until the very very end of the book in right. that history part we're talking about. And even then, the information is unreliable. They they say as much because they say like she also her name is june she says her name was was june and uh her husband was luke and they had a daughter but in the history part it's saying we couldn't find anybody of those names that would match this description therefore they think that the names are changed by the storyteller right and so none of the information is really reliable in this story which is a really interesting concept to me and throughout, throughout the whole book, you're getting like snippets of how things used to be, which is just like basically normal life. Most of it is like her hanging out with her college friend all the time and like just like smoking cigarettes and like drinking and like talking about, you know, like I guess like the nature of like boys and men and stuff like that. Sure. And yeah, it's but it's, it's all like drip fed, like so slow throughout the whole book. You just yeah. get like little bits and pieces about her old life. Yeah, and again, so like <clears throat> it's in the beginning it also talks about uh like when she first arrived at the Red Center, right? Which was like right. a converted school uh where they teach these women how to become handmaids. And they are basically picked because she had a child from the time before, therefore they know she can have children. Mm -hmm. So, which already at that point was a like a it was a hard thing to do even when she had her child before this all happened. So what, what I found interesting was like, she's talking about the fact that they're like in a gymnasium. And then she immediately goes into like reminiscing about like the gymnasium and what it was like to be at school yeah. and some of those things. So it's like you said, it's very disjointed because the, the location and the times and stuff change that quickly as quickly as if someone were telling you a story they might be like 
you know, yeah, I went over here and I, you know, I went to the store the other day and I saw Fred. Oh, did I tell you Fred got another job? Like, yeah, it changes that fast. So it's it's hard to listen to in that way. But I I actually kind of like it once I started to understand what was going on. Yeah, I agree. I think it was probably really hard to write that way. Oh, I think so, too. I mean, unless she was literally just writing her thoughts as they came to her, like, and then what? And then what would happen? And then what? Um, uh, and this book, this would be very hard. Like, we're, we're going to kind of give you an overall idea of the book, but it would be very hard to go beat by beat because it jumps back and forth so much. Um, so we're we're probably going to skip over and skim a lot of things. So we, we're, yeah. we're just human. So One of the first like big things, right, when she goes to this place is that they help that lady give birth. Uh, Yeah, you mean like, yeah, so she, like we get the, uh, um, her and the commander, like, like you said, uh, when, He's doing his duty with her. We get that little bit apart. Um, oh, and I should mention, it's probably late to mention this, but if you're someone who's very prude and like you don't like talking about like sex or anything about sex, do not listen to this. Yeah. Because this is, it's pretty much all they talk about the whole book. Like it's all about like sex and, and body parts and things like that. Even though it's yeah. so suppressed, that's actually what makes it, like the handmaids are very suppressed from feeling like any sexual urges. However, like the way she talks all the time is it's basically all she thinks about all the time. Yeah. So she just like wants to be touched. Right. But not in the way, obviously that they're forcing her to be right. Cause that's not intimate. Um, right. So <clears throat> we, yeah. One of the things that happens is uh, the one gal, uh, Janine of Warren, she uh has birth she gives birth to a baby so uh what they do is they round up a bunch of handmaids and they bring them all to this house and they bring a bunch of the wives there for the ceremony of her having this baby um and it's super weird because the wife of warren um see it's really confusing <laughs> of warren is the handmaid yeah but that commander's wife she also basically pretends like she is giving birth at the same time. Yeah, but that's like part of the ritual, right? Like yeah. As far as I understood. And again, it can't be overemphasized enough either that all of this is super hardcore based on religious beliefs, why they do all of these things. Right. I mean, that can't be overstated enough that that's like it's like a – cult almost that took over the united states essentially hang on hang on just because i'm having this thought and i feel like i'm gonna forget one of the things i liked that they talked about the religion is like they call into this line that sets up like automatic prayers that just like go on a loop and you have to pay for them yeah to, like, like for the god like that's hilarious to oh me. my god yeah you have to like go in a phone booth yeah. and like put a quarter in it so that it will tell you a prayer yeah yeah oh my Stupid gosh shit. dude that's and that's another reason I find this so scary, though, is like something like that is not I mean, it's not unfathomable to think no. something like that could happen. Um, so, see, I don't I don't really know 
what else is like super notable because essentially well, she, she finds out too that her friend was at the same place previously right well she was there with her in the in the red center i i know but she they, they got separated yes and then Be she she came there before her but she she like finds stuff in her room that like leads her to believe that she was in her room oh in the same you mean where she's at yeah for of fred <clears throat> well and a lot of what we're getting during this too is this is where i get a lot of 1984 vibes off of this is she they're not allowed to really talk to each other and they're definitely not supposed to talk to each other about anything other than like their religious stuff so throughout the book she's getting a lot of like hints or mm -hmm. whisperings or things that stuff on the outside of this compound they live in is not necessarily what they're being told. And that's where I was, what I meant. Like <clears throat> even the parts where she does kind of get out and see a little bit of what's going on. We don't know beyond that. If it's completely different than what they're being told is happening, you know? Right. And that's like the 1984 thing, you know, Oh, we're at war with East Asia. We've always been at war with East Asia. It, it like, those kind of things I feel like are happening in this book as well. And I, I can't remember if it's now, I think it might be a little bit later, but she like finds out that her friend like escaped. She just uh, yeah took the clothes of one of the, what do they call them? Oh my God. The aunts. aunts? Yeah. The aunts. She took so, one of the clothes of the aunts and just like walked right out the front. Yeah. Yeah. Which was super freaking baller. Um, And then, she ends up meeting up with her again later in the story because one of the ways the story progresses is that at one point her commander sends his like right-hand man to find of Fred <clears throat> and he wants to meet with her not in his secret room. Yeah. And not like, because basically the only times he, she interacts with him is when he's having sex with her and mm -hmm. they don't talk. They don't do anything other than that. So this is very strange for him to want to meet with her. So she starts going to meet with him. And all he wants to do is literally be a normal person with her. Like he wants to play Scrabble with her the first time that they meet up. So she's like super thrown off by this mm -hmm. because as far as she knows, this never happens. Um, And doesn't she like reveal to one of the other people that are one of the other handmaids that he wants to meet with her right in secret and they find out about it on their own is that what it is but one mm -hmm. of the other handmaids is immediately like oh i bet he just wants to have kinky sex with you yeah and so she assumes that's all that it is you know if if ever the commander wants to meet with his handmaid privately that's all it ever is but this guy's a little bit different like he that's not what he calls her there for yeah, I mean, he actually seems like a solid dude. He definitely comes across in the story as not enjoying this stuff any more than she does. You know what I mean? And it's, I think it's kind of telling, too, that like he doesn't even really know the rules that are put on the handmaids. Right. Because, yeah, like he, he tries to give her like lotion at one point, and, he, and she's like, I can't keep that with me. You'd have to hold on to it. Like, they search my room. Right. Yeah, and she's like, I can't. She's like, I could put it on, but if it smells, they'll smell it on me. Yeah. No, I have it. Um, 
Yeah, and she gets kind of pissed off at him at one point because he has like no idea how she's treated. Yeah. Um, but basically they continue to kind of have these little meetings and he gets to know her well or she gets to know him better and better you know and basically he's just a normal person um and essentially he's only going along with what's going on too because we should mention uh if you're caught doing anything that is against the rules uh they just kill you yeah so or they torture you you know classic stuff and they have like public trials where they like punish people for their crimes and they like list their crimes yes and they have like public executions. Yeah. They also will kill people. Uh, like, so say somebody was, uh, what do they call it? A gender traitor if you're gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would like hang you and then they put a bag over your head. And then they also put a, like a sign on your chest that would tell everybody what you did, why you yeah. were killed. Like some of them would have like uh, a fetus on them because they were a doctor. Oh um, yeah, because they they did like uh, fertility stuff back in the day, right? Uh, yeah, so super, just like you know, <laughs> they basically they don't put up with anybody's like if you're not following the book to a T, they'll just kill you. They'll get rid of you. Yeah. So that's why all these people just fall in line with what they are told to do. Yeah, and it's never really clear like who is really in charge. No, because all we ever hear about is commanders. And apparently where she's at, there's a lot of them. Well, and she's like actually like the handmaid to a pretty powerful commander from what I understood. Right. Even though when she goes to the the birthing uh, of Warren's commander, because she makes a, a point that uh, of Warren's commander's house is much more like elaborate than theirs. So right. he must be even more important, even though they just call them commanders. That's it. Yeah, and we don't actually even like figure out what the commanders do at all. No. Um so basically what this ends up culminating into, right, is that the commander ends up taking her out of the yeah. compound, right? Mm-hmm. And he takes her to essentially like a bar, uh, the way I understand it. A bar like backslash brothel. Exactly. Okay, yes. Um, And he has to, like, sneak her out of the city, which is really bizarre. He has to sneak her out. Uh, He can take her through the first two gates because she is dressed in his wife's clothes. So his wife would be allowed to go beyond the first two gates. But even his wife is not allowed to go beyond the third gate, which I found bizarre. Um, So he has to, like, sneak her out of the city, take her to this brothel. And basically there she sees just a bunch of military dudes and a bunch of women. Uh, like one is dressed like a Playboy bunny. Uh, they're wearing like super skimpy outfits and stuff like that. And yeah, you're right. It's basically just a brothel, essentially. And she meets her old friend there too. Yeah, Moira. Moira, that's right. Moira. So Moira is the one who uh, escaped. Yeah, she took the aunt's clothing and she escaped um and we should mention too like i find this super disgusting so like you started to say that the uh the handmaids all wear red the wives all wear blue the aunts all wear like tan and the um oh gosh what are the maids called oh i can't Um, remember 
Oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? They they say it all the time. Anyways, they all wear gray. So, and then usually the men or the military men wear black. So it's very very easy to see just by like glancing down the street who is who by what they are wearing. Yeah, yeah, it's very obvious. Uh, and then I think it mentions that like the so like if the commanders do give birth, like if they have a daughter, the daughter will wear white until she grows up mm. and gets married. <clears throat> um. Yeah, so then this is where it really takes an interesting turn when she meets Moira too, because this is where she starts to kind of talk more in like the, because what does she say? She says, I have a hard time even telling this part of the story. Yeah. Like you really find out that this is someone just telling their thoughts versus like, I don't know, us being just inside their head or something like that. Um, and she tells a story of like what happened to Moira um, after she escaped. She like bas- basically everybody's trying to escape to get to Canada because apparently Canada doesn't do any of this nutty shit that America is doing at this point. So yeah, but she doesn't. She didn't actually get away. No, because she got caught. Mm-hmm. And basically, your options are uh, the kill you. Uh, you go to live with the colonies, which we don't really find anything out about that. But it supposedly sucks. Yeah, I, the way I kind of understood it, yeah, is it's basically just like all, uh, like people just live in like squalor there, like they starve in the streets and stuff like that yeah, in the colonies. Probably. So, yeah, so you don't want to do that either. Uh, or she had the option to come back here and work at this brothel, essentially. Yeah, and they make her sterile too. Yeah, they that's right. They fix her now so that she cuz Moira was a handmaid, so mm-hmm. because she had a child from before this all happened too. So, yeah, one of the they're like her punishment is basically to become sterile then at that point. <clears throat> um and then I mean the the wrap up of this is that well, does so does she she goes back, right? And then mm-hmm. a black vehicle shows up for her, right? Is that where it ends? The book? Oh, no. There's, no, there's... no, no. Just the main story part. No, we're still skipping a little bit where she has sex with that other guy a bunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. With um... Well, because she goes to the doctor, right? And the doctor thinks that the commander's infertile because he's never been able to have a child with any of the handmaids he's had. Right. Oh, that's right. He offers to have sex with her to make it seem like, oh, he got you pregnant. But she refuses. She's like, that's not a good idea. Well, yeah, because if she gets pregnant, then they know, like, she's basically safe then once you Mm -hmm. get pregnant. You're basically safe at that point. Um, Oh, they're they're called Marthas. That's what the maids are Marthas. Okay. Um... That's right. So the doctor offers to get her pregnant, and then uh, the commander's wife, right, is the one who suggests she has sex with Nick. Is yeah, that his name? that's Nick? right. Yeah. Um, because his wife obviously knows too that he he is clearly incapable of having children, so she thinks if if of Fred has sex with Nick, who is the commander's right hand man, which 
of Fred was already interested in, we find out like throughout the book that she has she has like a lot of sexual like tension with him every time he see she sees him. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> then basically it'll fix things for both of them because it'll fix things also for his wife because then she doesn't have to sit there uh while he has sex with this other woman on top of her. Like it's really bizarre. <clears throat> um so yeah then she ends up having sex with nick but then she actually ends up enjoying it right so then Mm -hmm. she continuously sneaks out and and uh does that with him but yeah then she ends up getting caught but that's where the main part of the book ends right well yeah the people from mayday come and take her away right because she thought she got caught like to the point where she was going to be like executed right well nick actually saves her as far as i understand yeah because nick is part of that organization Mm -hmm. right yeah which is like the the mayday organization is like the resistance organization essentially um yeah because at first she thinks they're people who are there to take her away to either like imprison her or execute her or whatever but yeah she's essentially saved by these people of this mayday group yeah and yeah that is where like the main story the main story kind of just abruptly stops it yeah it's super jarring how quickly it stops um but then you get this little histories uh part which i thought it was going to be like the author telling us like what she based this book on (laughs) me too it seemed like a real thing yeah but you're exactly right it's more of a like found footage type of thing in a lecture of them discussing this story we just listened to. Like these people talking now are discussing the story we just heard. Um, but it was like found a found uh, tapes, right? That they found. Yeah. Like cassettes, I think. And this is, this little lecture is so far in the future that they said they had to like have this, uh, machines specially built to play these tapes so they could even listen to them. Yeah. But yeah, they're basically talking about like what happened during the Gilead period of the United States um, and the bizarre things they were doing. And they're trying to figure out who this handmaid was, but they cannot figure out exactly who she was. So they don't know if they could ever find her in the history books. Yeah, and yeah, like you said earlier, like the names are changed and stuff like that, so they're basically never able to find who this was. Yeah, like I said, the all the information we just heard in the book is technically unreliable. Yeah. <laughs> Very Su- super interesting concept though. Yeah, it is. It's it is it's it's interesting and like you it's really really dense. There is a lot here. And it's heavy. Like I said, there is parts where I was like kind of uncomfortable listening to it i was like oh damn i mean and i'm a male you know i'm I'm a man and for me to be uncomfortable listening to the things they were doing to these women is just it's written very very well to to bring that emotion across yeah it is it's pretty good i, I might yeah. have to check out the show i think so um the one thing like i said the that I thought as far as I've seen in the show is they, they do a pretty good job of bringing this stuff to life. So 
uh, it actually clarified a few things for me. So that is that is the good part about it. The thing I didn't really like about it is they, like I said, they take a lot of uh, creative liberties because like any show, they have to have more information or more things to talk about than just what happens to of Fred. So right. you also get things that are happening to multiple characters at the same time. So, but I would say overall, I think the show complements the book very well. Well, I so, mean, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you got anything else on this one? No, I think I, I think I'm good. Handmaid's Tale, it's pretty good. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and please feel free to let us know what you think. We would greatly appreciate that. Again. <laughs> That's kotpl.pod at gmail.com is the easiest way to get a hold of us. I would love an angry email about us being positive on something. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, this book is terrible. Oh, I would love that. Oh, man. I'd like to hear the reasoning behind it, too. Me, too. Well, that's what I mean. Nothing would surprise me at this point in this day and age. Uh, uh, what are we doing next time, Ryan? Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to wrap up uh, Samurai Champloo. That should be the very next uh, thing yeah. that comes out. The book. Uh, and then after that, the next book we are going to be doing is The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that at some point. Yeah, and look forward to something super special coming up that I will not spoil, but I'm so excited about. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I feel like if the people who listen to this actually listen to the books are going to be shocked. I I hope so. I really yeah. do. <laughs> so on that bombshell, we hope to catch you guys in the next one.